Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to the final episode of Not My Best Podcast of 2019. Only four episodes in, it's really incredible on my end to see what an impact this show has made, and it's far beyond any expectations that I had for it. And there were a lot of times in the last six months where this project almost came to a halt because it was a lot of extra work on my end while working full-time with Rumble, or because I hit a speed bump and the release date was delayed from October all the way to December, or because of the loss of Andy's mom and how difficult it was to get back into a routine after that, or simply because there's hundreds of thousands of other podcasts out there, and was there really space or a need for another one? Like I doubted myself a hundred times. But the point is, once again, I'm glad that I forced myself to hit the gas on this instead of the brakes, and I hope that it inspires you to do the same as we dive into 2020. Since it's the last day of the year, you probably don't have a commute into work, and New Year's resolutions are on everybody's mind. So I want to keep today's episode nice and short, and I want to give us all something to reflect on as we count down to midnight. Everyone hates to love and loves to hate New Year's resolutions. As much as we recognize that they're unnecessary, that we don't need to wait until January 1st to make a change, something about the start of a new year, and in this case, an entirely new decade, makes us want to hit the reset button. But I read somewhere recently, and I can't remember where it was, so I'm sorry that I'm not giving credit where it's due. But I read something that said, a fresh start doesn't mean that you need to start over. Again, a fresh start doesn't mean that you need to start over. And that really struck a chord with me. Resolutions are inherently great things. You need change in order to grow and every year we're changing and every year we're growing. But it's when we take those resolutions and we make them extreme that they become a negative thing. We don't need an entire upheaval of our life to flip everything upside down and to make drastic changes because when we do, eventually we'll get tired, we'll give up, and then we'll be left with a mess. It kind of sounds like trying to live your best life all the time, right? (laughs) So here's how to apply the better not best mindset when creating your resolutions for 2020. Chances are, unless you're like a serial killer or something, The parts of your character that you've already developed up until this point in your life are solid. So there's no need to reinvent yourself, only to further develop yourself. Which brings us to two different kinds of resolutions, and they require a lot of honesty and a lot of thinking. The first kind of resolutions are external. These are the most common, and in my opinion, they're most likely the bad kind. They're the resolutions whose motives come from external factors. And a lot of times we do this unconsciously. For example, if a resolution is to lose 20 pounds, where's that motivation coming from? Most likely, it's to look better, so people are impressed by you, it's to attract someone, or it's to get more likes. You feel complete when you look the way that you think you're supposed to look, because that's how other people want you to look. Of course, there's also a motive in there somewhere to feel better, but that motive is stuffed underneath all of the other ones that are there for the wrong reasons. And so, you create an extreme resolution You give up the foods that make you happy, you jump into the gym that you probably don't like going to six days a week, and then you quit by March. And then the second kind of resolution, there's internal resolutions. You can take that same resolution I just talked about and manipulate it 
So the motives are coming from you and your happiness, truly. These are the kind of resolutions that stick. So instead of saying, in 2020, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, it's, in 2020, I'm going to find a workout that I enjoy doing. Maybe it's going to a rumble class, or maybe it's going for a walk in your neighborhood, but the motive behind that resolution is internal. It's positive, and there's no harsh metrics to it that are going to set you up for failure. And then, sure enough, you'll become a little bit better each time you go. You'll find happiness in that. You'll find enjoyment in the process. And the weight loss might be a side effect, but you're not left like hammering this external resolution into the ground until the foundation begins to crack, and then eventually you give up. I woke up and read a post on Instagram this morning that someone was making a resolution to give up TV, which like actually made me laugh out loud. And to each their own, and maybe they're watching too much TV, and maybe it's hindering their productivity. But to me, that is wild. I personally am so excited to binge the second season of that show You on Netflix in the next few days. I love watching TV. I love disconnecting at the end of a day and sitting with Andy or myself to watch something that I'm interested in. So by saying no TV, there's an external message that's not sustainable telling you that we always need to be at our most productive. We always need to be at our best. What we actually need to do is set a resolution with an internal motive. We need to be truly present and self-aware, block out the conscious and unconscious messages that we're receiving from the outside, and analyze our habits. How much time spent watching TV is actually destructive, and how much of it is taking a well-deserved break? It probably varies from week to week, depending on outside factors and outside stressors. Taking that into account, you can rephrase the resolution in a positive way from doing what makes you feel good. Feel good. Because isn't that the point of a resolution in the first place? To live a better, not best, life? I'm only going to watch TV when I'm aware that I'm taking a break. I'm decompressing. Even if it means watching bad reality TV. Because I enjoy it. I'm not going to watch TV when I'm procrastinating or on my fifth hour when I have a deadline the next day. Easy to stick to comes from an internal place. So because I love a good list, here are some concrete steps to setting resolutions. Step one, evaluate your needs. Find what you desire internally without digesting the messages of what society tells you your resolutions need to be. Step two, focus on how you feel. What are small changes that will make you feel better? Not your best because those kinds of resolutions will only last you a month. Step three, Word them in a way that are positive and achievable instead of restricting yourself and telling yourself what you must do or what you can't have. And then step four, consider the better not best mindset and focus on how to become a little bit better instead of trying to be at your best all the time in 2020. Seriously, it works. I do it all the time. So at risk of embarrassing myself before I go, I'll share my resolution for 2020. In 2019, I wanted more vegetables in my life. I got tired of smoothies and I found these really good and expensive juices while living in San Francisco. They were the best. So after coming back to New York, I was determined to make my own juice. Classic mistake of trying to live my best life because I am not the person to make my own juice. I did all the research. I learned that slow juicers extract more nutrients than the big juicers you normally see in those juice shops. I bought a bunch of organic vegetables 
and then I juiced for about five days. <laughs> Not only was it taking up an obscene amount of counter space in my 750 square foot apartment, there were six parts that needed to be cleaned every time I used it, and there was an insane amount of vegetables that needed to be juiced in order to create one glass of juice. Like, I felt like I was juicing an entire carrot farm and then standing there while it extracted all those nutrients slowly just to get a sip of juice. Are there better ways of doing this? Sure. Do I want to devote my energy to learning them? Not really. <laughs> That's true self-awareness and honesty with myself. For some people and the food bloggers that I follow on Instagram, juicing is a daily way of life. For me, it's a once in a while luxury when I have the time to wash out the juicer. Instead of giving up on my juice dreams, <laughs> I found this company called Love Grace Juice. They have high quality juices made from organic ingredients, they're reasonably priced, and they're delivered to my door. Is that my best? No, I wish that I was doing more with my juice routine. But it is what my juice routine should be for my lifestyle in order to not crash and tell myself that I need to do something that's not sustainable. So evaluate what you need, create an internal resolution, and live a better, not best, life. I'm always up for debate and for conversation, so let me know what you think of this strategy or let me know what internal resolutions you're creating for yourself in the new year and the new decade. You can find me on social, all channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Julia L. Stern. Use the hashtag NotMyBestPodcast. And yeah, let's talk about it. Until then, stop trying to live your best life, start actually living a better one, and have an amazing, safe, and fun New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, everybody.